so last night I went to sleep and so we're remodeling our bedroom right now and so we're sleeping in a guest bedroom my husband's sleeping on a bottom trundle and I'm sleeping on the top and I wake up and I look at the time and it's 12 o'clock exactly and I just felt a stirring in my spirit so I went downstairs and went outside to go and pray and worship just knowing that we have the privilege of interceding on behalf of our brothers and sisters and often when I feel that stirring in my spirit I just know that it's time to pray and I went outside because it's really quiet and standing under the stars to talk to God to worship God it just is something about that that looking up into the stars, looking into the heavens, recognizing how infinitely great our God is and also how infinitely small we are. There's something humbling about that, knowing that the God of the universe cares so deeply for us that he would not only send his son, but through his son, we have this direct access to God. And while I'm on the patio praying, I start to hear some voices and it sounds like maybe there's college kids walking down the street and the voices start to get a little bit louder and I'm assuming that they're going to disappear because the street alongside our property uh, goes down towards the college. And then I recognize that these voices are not going further away. But now I can start to make out some of the words. And the words are not kind. The words are actually, they sound like accusations. It sounds like cursing. And they're talking about a female. And I hear this. And so I stop to try to determine where the voices are coming from. And it sounds like it's at the edge of my property, not on my property, but next to my home, just to the boundary of my home. And they become louder. And it doesn't sound like the people are coming closer, but it's that I can understand a little bit more of what is being said. And so in this, I began to become concerned. And so I called my husband on his cell phone hoping that he had it on and from where I sat on the patio I could hear his phone begin to ring upstairs in the guest bedroom and I whispered to him that I believe there's somebody in our yard it sounded like it was closer and I asked him to come downstairs and go into the apartment that's located closest to where I thought I heard the voices coming from just to go and check so he comes downstairs and he goes to the window and then he turns the light on and there's no one there and I recognize and realize that there's something else going on so I begin to intensely pray and during this time I get onto an app where I'm able to communicate with my brothers and sisters back in California. And I respond to 
a text that was on there, but I also ask, since there are others up, if they also are feeling this battle. I, I, it's, I say battle, but there's just an intense stirring in the spirit. And my sister, Farida, confirms this. Um, so we pray. And it's just, it's a wonderful feeling knowing that there are others that are interceding and others that are connected and that as we are in the unity of the body of Christ, that we are of one spirit. And as we are praying for our brothers and our sisters and lifting our voices to heaven, I know that the battle is already won. I know that we're not wrestling against the flesh, but against the principalities of darkness. I know that our God does not ask us to fight the enemy because the victory is already won, but to rest in the peace and the confidence of who he is. And so I leave the chat with a prayer and I go back to bed. This morning, my husband said that at 6 a.m. I woke up and that I had said something to him. This morning at 6 o'clock when I was getting ready for work, you, you told me the enemy can't get me with doubt and sadness anymore. So he's trying something new. And so what occurs to me this morning is that as we're standing in the truth of God's word, when we are standing in his promises, when we know our identity in Christ, when we know that battle has already been won, we know that we're not putting forth a fight in the energy of our own strength, but we are on our knees worshiping. We are raising our voices and our hands to heaven, declaring that he is sovereign, that he's already won the battle, the victory is his, and that we are vessels here to show others, to witness, to bear witness and share the testimony of what he's already done, to give him honor and glory and praise. So our focus is not on the enemy and the schemes of the enemy, but we are able to look at those schemes, these strategies that he's used in the past. And when we recognize that old schemes aren't working because we're able to stand firm, we have a firm footing in the word of God, when we know that our um, innermost parts uh, belong to him, like our desire is truly to honor him in everything that we do, everything that we say. When we reach this level, and I don't want to say it's, it's really a level because they're all, uh, we're all children of God. We all have access to the kingdom. We all are able to tap into these spiritual gifts, but there's a new level, new devil. And when the schemes of the enemy in our lives, when we recognize them, when we identify them, being able to see that in our weakness, God is strong. And we do not allow those 
temptations or those trappings and those things that the enemy is trying to ensnare us with. And we call them out. We call him out. And we rebuke the enemy in the name of Jesus. He's going to try something new. He's going to try to blind sight us, which is why we're told to keep armored up, to stay armored, to, to be in the word of God, to put on the full armor of God. Be strong with the Lord's mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies and tricks of the devil. For we are not fighting against people made of flesh and blood, but against the evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against those mighty powers of darkness who rule this world, and against wicked spirits in heavenly realms. Use every piece of God's armor to resist the enemy in the time of evil, so that after the battle you will be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the sturdy belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news, so that you will be fully prepared. In every battle you will need faith as your shield to stop the fiery arrows aimed at you by Satan. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Pray at all times and on every occasion in the power of the Holy Spirit. Stay alert and persistent in all of your prayers for all Christians everywhere. In Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 18, we are told, we are given instructions. We're told not only who our enemy is, we're told that these are tricks, these are schemes, and that we're able to stand firm, we're able to stand our ground when we put on our full armor. So I want you to remember today that although we may feel a stirring, although we may feel attacks, although we may have that perception to be able to recognize when these schemes are coming in and we have the privilege of prayer and coming and interceding in prayer. We know that God is God, that he's sovereign, that he's in complete and total control, that he loves us and that he has already won the victory. So stand firm knowing who you are in Christ. And when you know that God is a mighty God, that he is in complete control at the other side of everything that is happening, we should be able to stand in complete confidence knowing that he is for us, that the lies and the tricks and the schemes of the enemy can do us no harm. So when I say no harm can come to us, that's not saying that we have this supernatural strength, although we do have access to supernatural gifts. What I'm saying is that if you have called on Christ, if he's your Lord and your Savior, anything that happens to us here, any infirmities, any illnesses, any anything in this earth, in this space that we occupy that's not our home, It's temporary. It's just a flash. But we keep our eyes on Jesus. We keep our eyes on him and the promise that he's given us of eternity. 
Our future is secure. We are His. And so in that, we have assurance. We have hope. So anything that we are dealing with here is temporary. It's, it's not lasting. And our emotions are fleeting and they deceive us. And so today I just want to encourage those of you that are out there that are facing things that seem like they are insurmountable. God moves mountains. He is the author of your life and he is already on the other side of this. And today on a day when the enemy would like for me to sit in a place of mourning and grief and questioning who my God is on this birthday of my my friend of 25 years, my friend who was murdered in 2010, my friend Jarvis. I know that because I'm standing firm in the foundation of who God is, and I'm celebrating that my friend declared Jesus as Lord, that his future is secure, and that I will see him again. What that means to the devil and his schemes is that when we reach a new level of faith in God and we have that blessed assurance, new level, new devil. And we need to dig in to God's word. And just like Jesus did when the enemy tried to tempt him or tried to sway him, we speak the truth of God's word to the liar, to the accuser, to the author of confusion, knowing that we serve a God who is mighty, who is all-powerful, who is sovereign, and who loves us so intensely that he has given us direct access to him. We know that the battle is not ours, but it belongs to God and that it's already won. So today I want you to remind yourself through scripture of who you are in him. Today I want you to remember who you are in Christ. So you can repeat after me. I'm a child of God. God is spiritually my father. I am a new creation in Christ. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. I am in Christ. I am an heir with the father and a joint heir with Christ. I am reconciled to God and am an ambassador of reconciliation for him. I am a saint. I would love for you to get into the word of God with me and here's some verses for you to meditate on today as you meditate on who you are in Christ and also who God is. Romans chapter 8, verses 14 through 15. Galatians chapter 3, verse 26. And Galatians chapter 4, verse 6. John 1, 12. 
2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Ephesians 1, verses 1 through 4. Galatians chapter 3, verses 26 and 28. Galatians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Romans chapter 8, verse 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 18 and 19. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 2. Philippians chapter 1, verse 1. Colossians chapter 1, verse 2.